Welcome to Soulful, the podcast. I'm your host, Layla Steed, psychic medium healer and mentor for women that are ready to embrace their soul-aligned life. This is a powerful destination for women that are seeking that irresistible invitation to lead a more meaningful, purposeful and self-ignited life. This is a free conscious education tool if you are seeking greater self-connection and that familiar frequency of that feminine connection, then you are in the right place. I thank you for being here. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome to episode three of The Soulful Space. This one is called, I Work With The Dead and Here's What I Have Learned About Living. This is a very special episode because it has been something that has been on my mind for the last few weeks since I have been really in this space of working with people that have crossed over and bringing them through to their families. And something that we're very uncomfortable with as humans is our own mortality, right? It's death. And a lot of people do not want to talk about it. They shy away from it. If you know someone that has passed away, your friends and family can get pretty awkward about mentioning it. If you've had, heaven forbid, a child pass on, people don't know how to talk about it with you. They quite often will leave it for you to bring up so that you can then, you know, be the instigator of the conversation because they don't like talking about it. And it's not that they didn't have love for that person that passed away or that they didn't respect your journey with that or that they didn't understand. It's just death makes people uncomfortable, right? Now, the number one thing that I have learned might be a shock to you about life is short. And literally, even today, I have chatted with quite a few different souls that have passed over that came through. I do around four to seven readings a day, depending on how busy my day is. And today I've connected with four different women that all wanted to connect with people on the other side. And this is something that I have learned is that life is short. Life can be taken within a instant. Your life can be ended tomorrow over something mundane and silly. And we really do need to start to get in touch with our own mortality. And what that's going to do for us is get us closer to living more authentically, right? And and that is what is the whole process of this podcast today is so that I can really get in some valuable knowledge from the other side because I deal with the dead, I deal with the other side, I deal with a lot of people that have lost someone, that have lost children, that have lost parents, that have lost friends, whatever it might be. And life is short. And you don't understand that unless you have had someone close to you die, unless you've had someone really close on the brink of death, whether they've been in intensive care or whatever it might be. You really don't grasp that concept of how life, how short life is until you are faced with death, Right. Now, here's the beauty of what I get to do. Connecting to these people in this way has really given me a deeper insight into how I show up as a mother, how I show up as a friend, how I show up as a partner, how I show up as a businesswoman. It has really given me that really valuable insight into what really matters in life. And not only that, like how short life can be. Just today, I connected with someone that was a fit and healthy young man and then died through a, a spontaneous heart attack at age 44. Now, he didn't see that coming, you know, and the first thing that we, when we connected was he was just so grateful that it happened when he was asleep. And <laughs> that is just one story out of 
the hundreds in a week that I deal with of people that have crossed over. The other day, a beautiful mother that had lost her child, I did a reading for her and and the child came through and was discussing how that mother honours honors that child and will continue to do so because the child was born sleeping. And you just don't know how far you're going to make it in life, right? You just don't know what is going to happen and how your life is going to unfold. And I think that living, you get so caught up in the mundaneness, right? You get so caught up in, you've got to pay bills, you've got to look after the kids, you've got to go to work, you've got to go to swimming and you've got to go to dancing and do the kids and all this stuff. And, you know, that bitchy office conversation or, you know, the fact that you don't like your job or that you, you know, you've got to renovate the house. And we get so caught up in these mundane little facts about living that we actually forget to really live. And I do feel like that is what working with the dead has shown me is that life is so fucking short. And yes, we still need to do the mundane, but you've got to carve out time every single day to connect yourself more spiritually, to connect to yourself more deeply, to let go a little bit of that busyness and really connect back into who you are as a soul and how you want to show up as a soul within this world, because that's all we are, right? We're just souls floating around in bodies until we get wiped out or taken from the earth. And yes, it's mundane. Yes, it is a very bland way to kind of look at living, but that is the reality of the situation. And so many people are uncomfortable about death. And something that I now have as superpower is I'm weirdly okay with it. I'm weirdly okay with passing. Sure, I'm going to miss my daughter. Sure, I'm going to miss all my beautiful friends and the way that I showed up here. But life does go on. You can still communicate with that other side. And I understand that that comes down to beliefs and reincarnation and and spiritually, whatever your values and beliefs are, that might change that that statement that I just made for, for you. But connecting with the dead every single day has really shown me just how short life is. Now, I had someone come to me the other day and one of their friends is terminally unwell. And she said to me, you know, how do I deal with this? Like, I don't know how to deal with this. I don't know what to say. And, you know, she's obviously on going to pass and I don't know how to, how to come to that. I don't know how to come to a discussion with her about it. I don't know how to act anymore. I feel really uncomfortable. And I was like, girl, sit down. I've got you. (laughs) Now, we shouldn't be fearful of people that are terminally unwell because guess what? They've got an expiration date. We don't. They know when their time is coming. They've got a rough estimate. It could be one month, two months, three months. They could be given a few weeks, um, whatever it is. You know, they've got that time the doctor or whoever, whatever specialist has advised them, you know, you've got X amount of weeks, judging by my medical profession, blah, blah. This is how long you've got to live. They have an expiration date. We do not. There's no fear in that, right? I hope that simplifying that takes the fear out of it for you. Maybe you're sitting there freaking out a little bit more deeply now, but hopefully not. But look, it is one of those things that people just need to look at more simply, right? Someone that is terminally unwell, they've got an expiration date, whereas we could work out, we could walk out tomorrow and we get hit by a bus and that's the end. And our expiration date was never known and we were just wiped out naturally. So I do feel that we just need to change the perception and change the viewpoint because what would you do if you were told, I have a few weeks to live? What would you change? Right? Now, whatever has popped into your mind within that very second, don't overthink it now and be like, oh, hang on, I would actually, oh, wait, I would actually, 
None of that. Whatever popped into your mind, you need to go and do that. Now, for some of you, it might be like, fuck, I want out of this marriage. I don't want to be in it anymore. Like if I had a week left to live, I ain't spending it with this guy or this woman. Whatever came into your mind for me, the first thing that popped into my mind is I need to holiday more, right? I need to make sure that I'm seeing the world, right? Go and do that. Go and do that. (laughs) Because we don't have the expiration date. Other people might, but we don't. Could come tomorrow, could come in a hundred years. We're not sure. Now, all that I'm trying to do here with this episode today is to give some better viewpoint, to give some more little inspiration injection, as I like to call it, into how to live more deeply. Because learning from the dead has been one of my greatest gifts in life. Being able to speak with the dead about what they regret, about how they show up, about what they didn't do in this life, or how they didn't show up deeply as a parent, or how they could have shown up you know, better as a friend, parent, wife, whatever. What I have learned from that and what I have taken away from these conversations with those that have passed over when I connect them with their loved ones, it's invaluable. Like just as deep as it is for the person that I'm connecting and getting to feel the symptoms of when they pass, quite often when they come through to me, they'll show me a symptom of when they passed away. Um, You know, whether it's cancer or, you know, heart attack, stroke, whatever it is, they'll quite often show me. Today, I connected to someone's beautiful mother who had passed away. And I said to her, I feel like the right side of my face is melting. And she was like, "Mm -hmm, that's my mom had a stroke that affected the right side of her face. Now, quite often they will show me that because they want to, even in passing and even in death, they still want that resonance, right? They still want that person that is reading for them to understand what they went through while they were here on earth. And it's, it's so strange that even though they are passed over, even though they are just that energy or that soul or whatever it is, look, I don't even know how I do what I do half the time. I just do it. I just know these things. <laughs> so look, I, it is so funny to me that a soul still craves resonance, that a soul still craves understanding from that other side, even when they don't have a body to show up as, even when they're coming through just as a soul from the other side or or energy force, whatever you believe. It is so funny to me that each and every time they quite often will come through with a symptom or a feeling, or they'll say, you know, my ring that I used to wear on this particular finger that was silver or gold or whatever it might be they will bring through that piece of jewelry that meant so much to them. They still want that resonance. They still want that understanding. And that's what we crave as humans, right? We want to be seen. We want to be understood. We want someone to resonate with the level and the vibe that we're on. Now, I'm going to go into something else now because I feel like I am darting around all over the place, but this is what I do when I read as well. Like quite often when I read, I channel information from the other side, obviously. But these spirits that have come through to me lately, like they have taught me so much about living. Like, and I know that it's ironic to learn about living from the dying, but it, or from those that are dead, it has been really incredible. It has been paramount to my own self-development in learning about dying really. Now I want to talk about your life's legacy, right? You know, 
this is something that's very deep. It's something that Robin Sharma talks a lot about, you know, your life legacy and what you're going to leave behind and having a legacy statement. And I have a divine mission statement that I read every morning that I gain that beautiful insight from my beautiful friend Kira. And that has been life-changing in adapting that into my daily routine. And I talk a lot about the beauty of that and how it can change your life to really show up in a different way and, and show up in a way that's more deeply thinking about the future and how you show up as a person. But I want to talk about your life's legacy because this is something that the dying or the dead quite often, I do also help people cross over. I do also speak with people that are in transition from living to dying. Um, Quite often I will get a call from the palliative care area of the hospital and it's someone that's like, you know, my parents dying, my sister's dying, my child, heaven forbid, and they just want to help try and connect with their soul because they're going transitioning, you know, between the between the worlds or between the fields, whatever you want to say. Now, quite often we'll talk about a a legacy, you know, whether or not they've left behind money, whether or not they've left behind, you know, something that they changed about the world when they were here or something that they did that was really, really valuable to the development of the world or the people around them. Or they'll talk about jewelry. <laughs> they quite often will bring through jewelry. Um, or they'll talk about their children and the children that they left behind on the earth, which is also their legacy, right? Now, I do feel that this is something that is really important for the living that you can take away from the dying is what is your legacy? How are you showing up as a person? How are you showing up as a woman, as a wife, as a mother? How are you showing up as someone that is within your workspace? Are you doing work that feels deep for your soul? Are you doing something that you feel is giving back spiritually? Because look, quite often I talk about this within my readings with my clients, and that is there are women or people that can do a nine to five job and they they show up more deeply when they get home as a mother. So that nine to five is not their spiritual calling or their soul calling or their purpose here on earth. It's a means to an end so that they can show up more deeply as a mother, but they're still fulfilling their purpose when they do get home and back to their family. So there are women that can do that. And then there are women that that entirely will kill their soul. They don't fill it up. They they go home resenting what they do. They don't feel like they're bringing anything purposeful to the planet. They feel really unenthusiastic about, about life and it can actually poison the rest of their life and how they show up fully, you know, within the rest of their life. And then there are women that have to do the soulful work. Otherwise it feels like they are dying. And then I'm one of those people. And quite often I'll shift around because the way that I show up in a soulful way changes. And I just want to ask you, like, are you doing what you love, what you feel called to do here? Or are you just creating a means to an end? Are you feeling that pull that you want to leave your current situation and go to a job that is more deeply fulfilling? Are you a little bit lost on how to get there or what, which step to take? How do you put the next foot in front of the next? Now, if you are feeling like that, I do have masterclasses that are coming through. The readings obviously really do help with that clarity and defining your purpose and which direction you should go in. Quite often that clarity and that purpose will step through in a reading, right? Now, the next thing that I want to talk about is really your words are so important. Now, what would be the last words that you left behind on the ones that you love today, right now? Right now, think about how you have shown up within your relationships today and what would be the last words that you said to your friends around you. Now, when I hang up from every single friend, I always say at the end of the phone call, I love you, mate. 
I always, on every single phone call. I don't know what the hell happened to me in a past life, <laughs> but I definitely, I, I say that on every single phone call. I love you, mate. I say it to pretty much everyone that I have any kind of deep connection with. I love you, mate, at the end of the phone call. Now, that's important to me because I don't know when the next opportunity I am going to get to say I love you to them. It's really important that they know that love, that they feel that love. And if they think about that last conversation with me, it ended with love, right? So I don't want to ask you now, what would be the last words that you would say to the people around you today? And how could you change that? If you're sitting there now and you're like, holy shit, I I did not speak goodness out into the world today. I did not show up deeply as myself. I did not show up in a way that I'm proud of now that I'm like, oh my God, they were the last words that I left behind. Was there frustration behind what you were talking about? Were you speaking out words that weren't authentic to who you really are? How would you change how you show up knowing that they might be the last words that you speak to someone else? How would you change that you show up if that was the absolute last thing that you got to say as a mother to your children? You need to go and do that, right? Because life is short. We are not granted tomorrow. You do need to get deep with that. And I know that today we're diving in the deep end. If you are scared of of dying, this is not the podcast for you. (laughs) If you are scared of anything to do with death, please skip to the next episode because this one is not the one for you. Now, when I am doing readings, often relationships that have broken down within the family will come through, right? So if you have a tumultuous relationship with your mother, father, sister, brother, whoever it might be, quite often those that have passed over, if it's a grandmother, a great grandmother, um, some, you know, someone that's passed over within your family, quite often they will come through and bring that up. Now, the relationships with our family obviously are highly important. You know, these are things that if you don't have a good family background, sorry, excuse me. I've actually got a, um, I've been doing quite a few readings today. I think I did four readings today. And so my throat is a little bit, you might notice that my voice sounds a bit different to other podcasts. And I do apologize. Um, my energy levels are kind of low, but I am going to go to the beach after I get my daughter from school and just have that time out to recenter and reconnect to self before I dive into the busy nighttime routine that we know as parents. But I'll go back to what I was saying. Quite often relationships that have broken down within families will come up within readings, right? And it's quite often someone that has passed over, even if it is a great-grandmother or a great-great-grandmother, and she will bring it up because family, the family unit is important. And we are given these people in our family for a reason. Now, once again, I just want to highlight that goes back to your values, how you show up spiritually, and that might not align with you. And that's totally fine. You don't have to have the same viewpoint as me. And I do get quite frustrated within the spiritual space when people can push their point of views without realizing onto others. So I just want to be mindful that I'm not doing that. Now, that is what I believe is that we did choose our life path. We chose our hardships. We chose our family. We chose how to come through. We chose how to pass all the, all the rest of it. So that is something that quite often will come through. And we chose these people for a reason. That's my belief. You don't have to believe it. Like I just said, but that is my belief. And and I'll just speak from my point of view here, but we are given them for a reason. We are chose, we chose those guys for a reason. They were put in our path for a purpose. You don't want to shy away from having difficult conversations. 
or having hard relationships with people. Now, I understand some people are extremely toxic and the lesson is to create the boundary. The lesson is to have that self-worth, to be able to say, no, you're not welcome in my circle anymore. You're not welcome to sit at my table. You're not welcome to see my family because of the way that you're behaving is toxic and I'm not going to have that. That can even be the lesson in itself is that you cut that family member off or you'll cut that close friend off, whatever it might be for you. <coughs> Sorry, I'm really struggling today with this. (laughs) Um, Hopefully it's not too distracting. I am trying to get in the deep end here. But look, I do feel like with that, if you have anyone in your life now as a living person that is struggling with someone in your family, if that connection has broken down, but it is still repairable or it is something that you are carrying in your heart as hurt, that you're like, right, I do need to go and heal that. I do need to have that difficult conversation. And here's the thing. We put our, quite often it's a relationship with a parent, go figure, but we put our parents on a pedestal. They are not rock solid. The body ages, the soul does not. Now that is also my belief, take it or leave it, but the body ages, the soul does not, right? So even though they are older than us and we're like, put them on this pedestal, there's still a soul that is the you know, a soul, they don't have an age. So we're all just these little beautiful light beings that are bobbing around, right? And we quite often will judge them as if they know more deeply. And yes, they might've traveled through more life than us, but are you an old soul? Are you a young soul? Like there's so much that goes into that. And quite often we put them on this pedestal and we expect that they are, you know, above all other beings, that they are this incredible superhuman of a person. They can't fuck up, they can't make mistakes and they can't you know, act toxic. They can't act from a highly emotional place. We need to get rid of this, right? We need to get rid of that and start to see people as they are, not as we want them to be, right? Now, quite often I get clients that are like, you know, my mom's toxic or my dad's toxic and I can't have that person in my life. We are all heavily flawed as people, right? We're all carrying around scars. We're all carrying around things that as souls that we went through life and we collected. And quite often, It is a generational trauma or a generational reaction to an emotion that has been passed down through a family. It is not something that you carry within you. It has been passed down through a family. Now, that is something that so many people are like, wow. When we're in the reading, quite often when I explain it from there, you know, maybe their father passed away, but they didn't have a, I'm just using this as an example. It's not a correct and true reading, but I'm just using this as an example that, you know, for example, their father passed away. They had a tumultuous relationship here on earth. That father, that's still his daughter or his son. They're still going to show up within your spiritual team as someone that cares and loves you and cares about you, right? Now, quite often when they cross over, they go through a life review, right? Once again, my belief, you don't have to adopt it, but that's what I know to be true and correct from the work that I do. And also from the study that I've done on this particular subject, obviously being a bit of a death nerd now, <laughs> I've gone and looked into it quite deeply and, and and they go through a life review. If you want to know more about that, there is a episode on Netflix. Uh, I think it's called Surviving Death. Um, go and have a look at that. It is quite an incredible series. Uh, go and have a look into it because I feel like you will be quite blown away with what shows up there, especially if you're someone that has abilities or intuition, whatever it might be for you. Now, quite often, I forgot what I was saying. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that soul, um, 
I've totally forgot what I was saying. Oh my gosh. Um, I don't go back and edit these episodes either. So it is just like a freestyle kind of live radio thing that I do. I will be bringing in some incredible guests in the future, but um, I forget what I was going with that. But anyway, going back to the kind of semi train of thought that I was in, those beautiful souls, they aren't pure, right? They are still flawed. People are like, oh my gosh, my parent, I put them on this pedestal and, you know, I expected this and they didn't show up for me. It's usually because it is generational trauma that has been passed down through family, not only to not have the tools to be able to deal with the emotions that come through, but also just the way that they react, like whether they were reactive or non-reactive or whether or not they were someone that could deal with trauma or someone that didn't. And they, and you know, some people and I say this quite often in reading, some people will step over the trauma, they will acknowledge it, but they will step over it, right? And other people will acknowledge the trauma, grab that, pick it up off the ground, shove it on their back and keep walking and carry it with them through life. Now, neither two are correct, you know, neither two are correct. It is, you know, a much of a muchness kind of thing. Like you can go through something, step over it and still overcome it successfully. And you can go through something and carry it with you through life and still overcome it successfully. It's the people that grab onto the victim mentality, the story behind it, and they grab onto that, this is what happened to me and blah, blah. And look, I want to put my hand up and say, I've been there. You know, getting left pregnant was that for me. Um, That very much became my story. It very much became my big hurt. I carried it with me. I made a living out of it, for God's sake. And I really went down that path of you know, this is my story and this, I'm going to take ownership of it. I'm going to make it mine. And this is what I'm going to do. And I'm going to, you know, help other women in this path. And I'm so grateful for that. But it was also something that now that I look back, I'm like, I didn't have to hold that beacon for other single women. I chose to go into that. Yes, but I did so at the detriment to my own healing and moving forward, you know? So it was really, um, opening moment for me to realize that, yes, I, became this single mum blogger and it was something incredible for me. And I'm very grateful for that journey, but also it was at the detriment to moving forward myself, getting over that myself. You know, it was constantly having to go back to that moment, relive it, reshare it for magazines and stories and people and, and books and all that kind of thing. It was constantly having to go back there, rehash it and go over it and, and become that person again. So you want to be one of those people that walks through life that you go through a hardship, you acknowledge it, you feel it in your body, you know whether or not it's your shit to carry. Not everything is our shit to carry. And even if you are one of the people that's like, right, I'm going to carry that on my back through life. It's going to come part of my story. You want to call on that for strength. You want to call on that so that you can help other women or other people that are going through that same thing. But you don't want to do it at the detriment to your own moving forward and your own growth, your own spiritual involvement, right? So that is something that I've also learned and going a little bit more deeply into death. Now, this is something that I've only learned probably the last two days is I deal with a lot of, you know, people that have had late term miscarriages or babies born sleeping. And it has made me really numb to experiences, to trauma. What I've noticed is that people can tell me, some sort of tragedy or trauma that they've been through. And I kind of sit there and I listen and I really take it in and I feel empathy for that person. But it doesn't shock me anymore, if that makes sense. Um, 
it's not something that I, my mouth drops open. I'm like, oh my gosh, like that's horrific. And while it is, it's something that has become my new normal. And so for me, it's been a real conscious having to be like, right, that is someone's biggest hurt. It is someone's biggest tragedy. And I still need to have that empathy and that, not that shock, but I still need to treat it the same with every single client as I did with the first client, as I did with the first reading or the first baby that came through in that way. And for me, being surrounded by trauma and death and dying and all this kind of stuff every day, it has just given me such a deeper knowledge into how to show up more consciously within my life, within how I live, you know? And so I hope that this episode today, even if you've taken, hopefully I've made some sense, I do dart around a lot. <laughs> um, and that's because I freestyle these. I don't have notes that I read from. I did have a basic outline of what I wanted to touch base on today, but it's because I have, I actually, this is my second time recording this because the first time it kept cutting in and out and you couldn't hear me correctly. And the other one was fire. That episode was so good about this. So I don't feel like I've done it justice the second time around. And it probably wasn't the day after the readings that I've had today to do this, but glad that I have done it anyway. and glad that I've gone into this space. Cause look, I do feel like I wanted to give people the whole basis of this podcast today. I wanted to give people the deeper understanding of death and dying and trauma and terminally unwell people. I wanted to give them the same valuable insight that I have had because I feel like it makes it less fearful and makes it less scary because the reality of the situation is we are all dying each and every single day. We're one step closer (laughs) if you want to look at it like that. And I just feel like it's given me a much deeper insight into how I want to live. And that's something that I want you to take away from this. Hopefully some of the questions that I've asked you to ask yourself today, it's given you more clarity. Hopefully you are like, ding, ding, ding. You're having those moments where you're like, right, that has hit a nerve. That has hit that emotional inspiration injection nerve within me so that I make that change. Especially when it came time for me to say to you, you know, like, what would your last words to that person be? What would your life legacy be? If you knew your expiration date, how more deeply would you live? What would you do? Go and do that. You know, quite often I, and I understand that life is, you know, we're going through a really hard time universally at the moment with the cost of living and all the big changes and all of the, you know, global warming and all that kind of stuff that's going on. That's also a belief. I understand now people are saying that's not correct. (laughs) Um, But whatever it is for you, you know, coronavirus, all that kind of stuff. We're going through all these massive changes planetary at the moment. And I understand that we do have to get into the mundane to be able to live and to be able to survive. I get it. I know we've got to show up to work every day. We've got to earn money. We've got to be there for the kids. We've got to make sure that they're emotionally okay. I understand that we are busy. You know, the busyness has almost overtaken life. But what I hope that this episode has done for you is just created that ability for you to look at your life with a different viewpoint because it is fragile to come face to face with your own mortality which is an incredible viewpoint for you to have. It's an incredible perspective for you to gain from this episode, right? It's to take away that ability to be like, I didn't view it that way and now I view it more deeply. Thank you so much. And I love it when people come to me with something and I'm like, 
wow, I'm so glad that you did. Like for example, a few weeks back, I shared on Instagram, this is not relative whatsoever. I'm darting once again, but this, I I shared on Instagram a few weeks back about how with organic food, people are like, oh, it's so much more expensive. Why would you bother? But I shared on Instagram and I was like, you're paying extra money because it's poison-free food. And I actually got quite a few people that wrote to me and were like, what the hell? I never viewed it that way. I never thought it was important. I thought it was bougie food and I never ever viewed it like that. So I love it. And that was actually something that I saw on Pinterest when I was looking for organic recipes um, or, you know, how to make that organic healthy recipes as, as you do when you're on Pinterest. And I saw that and I was like, wow, I need to share that. So I love it when I get those little tidbits of information and insight from other people or other sources. And it makes me look at my life from a, from a different perspective and from a different viewpoint. Like I'm quite big on organic food. I always have been, I try and get organic wherever I can with whatever I can, especially the main basics, like your mil- meat, milk, eggs, all that kind of stuff. But to look at it from that point of view and to be able to share that with others and have them have that, wow, that's blown me away. I didn't view it like that. It's in, it's, you know, it's invaluable to be able to do that. So I hope that that this episode today, I hope that that has been that insight for you into being able to look at your life. And that also comes part of my divine mission statement. When I do that every single morning, that becomes part of my day to be able to be like, right, you know what I'm going to do. I am going to show up more deeply because now that I remember and I've cemented, I read my divine mission statement at 5am, by the way, now that I have cemented that back into my daily routine and I've remembered what my divine mission here on earth is as a soul, as a woman, as a mother, as a partner, as a sister, now that I have cemented that back into my daily life, here is how I'm going to show up more differently today. Here is how I'm going to go out into the world with much more greater understanding, more patience, more, you know, valuable knowledge about how I want to show up. So I hope that this episode has given you that clarity, has given you that insight, because for me, looking at life through a different lens since working with the dead, it's honestly changed my life and I feel like it's made me show up different. Like, don't get me wrong, I still get frustrated. I still sink into my humanness quite often a lot throughout the day. I'm not some Mother Teresa since I've stepped into this role, but what it has done is having that constant reminder of speaking to the dead every day, it has given me that invaluable reminder. Don't forget that life is short. Don't forget how you want to show up. Don't forget what you want to leave on the hearts of those behind you. Don't forget what you want to say to people, what's going to be your last words. Don't forget about your legacy, you know, as you go out into the world. Don't forget about what you're actually here to do. So I hope that that has given you much insight. I do apologize if there's any background noise. My house is very noisy during the week and I do have a beautiful new puppy, my English Cocker Spaniel named Murphy. I'm very proud of him. I'm like a proud parent. I'm also in puppy nightmare hell, Um, but that's a story for another day. But thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening to Soulful, the podcast. One of the most beautiful things in life is connection. And I'm so glad that I was able to connect with you today. I am available for readings and I do have minimal session times available. So if you are thinking of diving in and having a reading with me, please get in touch. My information is in the show info. 
I'll see you soon for the next episode, which will be tuning into your abilities and your intuition. Have a beautiful week.